time. We all get the same 24 hours in a day, yet it seems like some people have more control over where that time goes and flows. Today, we actually talk with Chelsea Joe, and she's a systems and productivity queen, and she is going to teach us how to manage our time so that we can hack it and ultimately get to do all of the prioritized things first. Yes, I'm going to tell you how you can have time for that workout, how you can have time for that date night, and how you can be intentionally mothering your children and not have the mom guilt, while still having time for that personal time and upscaling your business. Yes, this is not a unicorn type of episode, but it is going to make the biggest impact in your day because you are going to be able to control your time and also have that sense of peace and calm over being able to just be by planning. Yes, we are going to plan to win today with Chelsea Joe. So sit in, grab your notebook, and let's get started. Today is the day that you put a line in the sand and you decide to have control over the controllables to focus on the things that you want your business and motherhood to look like. And this is the episode that is going to do all that for you. All right, let's go. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Chelsea Joe, and she is a podcaster and a mama of two, and she just is the organization queen. She actually helps work from home moms to reduce overwhelm and find more time so that they can successfully manage their home and business. She is a course creator, and she is just all things organization and productivity, and I just want to be you when I grow up, Chelsea. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. So um, I got the pleasure of being able to do your course, and I think that it's just an awesome course, but could you just tell us a little bit about yourself first and how you got to be, because I will say this, like we used kind of these excuses, and it was almost like you took the excuse away from me when I saw you had a little baby, because I used my baby, like if I had to think of like the limiting belief that I have, that like, oh, I can't be that organized because I have a one and a half year old, or I can't be that with, you know what I mean? Like I use her as an excuse totally. And it's, that's not, it's not true. Like I'm letting that be just an excuse. So um, yeah, maybe you can shed some light on how you got here and the different, like, I know you've had multiple businesses and clearly children are in the mix of all this, yet you are able to be productive and have this, this, air of calm that I just want. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, I, that is such a compliment. I think maybe my husband would wonder what portion of me you're talking about because he, he sees the moments where I'm not so calm, which I do have. Um, but I try and, uh, keep that, that calmness about me as often as possible. I think people say that that's like the number one skill that you can have is, is, is calm is being calm. Um, so yeah, I thank you for the introduction and, um, just a little bit more about myself. I am a mom to two. Uh, my husband and I have been married for four years. We have a three and an eight year old, which if you do the math there, I was a single mom before I met Blaine and I, uh, have had a couple businesses. I also have a, a career. I've been a sign language interpreter for 15 years. I went straight from high school to college, got my degree and started my career. And um, I somewhere along the way decided uh, that I wanted to start a business. So my mom and I started a business and it uh, was an event-based business. We did event and floral design and I had a brand new newborn baby at the time when I started that business. And I was in a very negative and cyclical relationship that 
I use the business as my outlet, a space for creativity, a space to help me know that I had worth and that I had value because I didn't feel that in my home at the time. And um, I then shortly after realized that all of those ideas that I was thinking about myself were completely inaccurate. And I left that situation and got my feet underneath me, really did a lot of self-work, internal work while doing my career and being a single mom. I leaned a lot on my community, my best friends and my mom and my family at the time. And then I met Blaine and we fell in love rather quickly and got married and had another baby. And during that transition, I realized that I was rather uh, skilled at organizing a lot of things that were happening simultaneously. And I also realized that this event-based business was drawing me out of the home a lot. And I decided to shift gears and really follow my heart, which was to take my gifting and my passion for organizing time and tasks and being intentional in uh, my marriage and with my children and give that to other moms. And that's how ChelseaJoe.co was born. And I'm uh, just thinking about you and, and, and how you talked about this excuse that you have for having a little one. Um, and I, I totally hear that. I see a lot of moms do that. And that is the real reason why I started ChelseaJoe.co because I want moms to just stop and think about how much time they have and what they're doing with their time and realize that with some pre-planning and some intentional thought processes, some systems, which is what I focus on, uh, that there's plenty enough time. There's enough time, there's enough love, there's enough energy. Um, and that's what I'm here to share today. I think you said a lot of important things, but I will say that the part that stood out, well, one of them was that you, you had to have this discovery piece. And I think a lot of people want to skip that. They want to get to the monetization of something or like the, the fun part or the, like, they skip that work. Like there's some work in there that you did that, that got you to the focus. And then ultimately the create being someone that can create something for others. So like, that discovery piece of finding out one that you're worthy of it. And that even me with the excuses that finding out that that's really just a limiting belief. So it's kind of squashing a lot of that, which I think is really great. I know that there is, which my episode that aired last week was on cyclical mapping. And I know that you, it was, you know how I just talked about this too, like where you see something and then you just keep seeing it because you've like become aware of it or you've be, mm -hmm. you've like upped your, um, I guess it's awareness, but your exposure, you're, it's almost like maybe you're looking out for it. I don't know. But I felt like I kept seeing that come up and it's like, okay, so I need to discover more about that and like how that can work into like really give you permission to be yourself and to focus on yourself. Um, if you guys haven't checked out that episode, definitely go back. I believe it's episode 34. Check that out. But I also think that there is this idea that that we identify, cause you talked a lot about identity, you know, that we identify as someone who's not focused or that we can't be this mom who's productive. Like we say like, I am unorganized, you know what I mean? Instead of saying like, I don't put in the time to be organized. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of like a choice. So it's, I feel like you're giving them the choice to become what they want instead of, you know, Angel, you don't have to be this, you know, multi-passionate, like, uh, you know, crazy haired, <laughs> I think of like the crazy haired scientist or something, you know, like with paint right. all over me or something. It doesn't have to be that way. Like I actually can 
give myself permission to fill in these different buckets or areas that are important to me. And I really love that. And there is something that you talked about that was the great eight that I think was also similar to that. But maybe we could even just slow down a little bit more and you could tell us how as a multi-passionate should we start? Like we want to be, we want to change that identity and become someone who is more intentional with their time or more intentional um, with how we run our business or our homes. But like, where do we start? And it's probably not buying a bunch of planners, right? <laughs> no, it's not. And, you know, I, being a very intentional person and couple that with being an interpreter, I love language, right? And I love uh, expression of thought. And when I think about the multi-passionate mom, I, I too can be multi-passionate, but I think over the years I've learned to really be incredibly introspective and reflective it's to be able to refine what it is that i'm focusing on because i realized that when you take yourself and you spread it very thin you're never giving the entirety of who you are intended to be to any one person or thing and that just has to become a decision that you make how do you want to show up who do you want to be you can be multi-passionate and that's great but how is that really serving what it is that you were designed to serve. And when I think about where you should start, I would say it definitely should start with some type of some type of reflection where you really sit down and you figure out like what is it that I'm supposed to be doing right now? And I think it's hard for multi-passionate moms to just pick one thing. And I'm definitely not suggesting that you pick one thing, but I think just focusing on yourself, which is where my self-care system comes in and it, it, it very much is a system. When I talk about self-care, it means something very different than what women culturally nowadays think of it as. It's, it's not the, the response to being depleted. It's something much more proactive where in the grade eight, it's a set of specific tasks that I do every single week. It just revolves so that I know that my cup is full so that I can focus on what is most important to me, like my family, my marriage, my kids, the business that I was called to grow, the community and the people that are around me, all of those things I wouldn't be able to sustain if it weren't for filling up my needs, right? Yeah, I love that. And I think that what came to me just now was that that where your energy goes, your focus goes, or where your focus goes, your energy flows. And what happens with that is I think as a multi-passionate, we I almost think of it as all of this light, right? And it's or even all these voices and they're just all talking at once, okay? And then what happens is is we are listening to this one for a minute and this one for a minute and this one for a minute. But I, I think that your systems, what it does is it doesn't take away all of the, the light. I like it as light probably better than voices in my head, but, but light, <laughs> but gets to where you can focus on or like, you know, like bring that light all together to where that energy is like more powerful, more, um, you know, it's more impactful and you actually are getting things done then. And I mean, if, if, if we're thinking about voices, you can actually hear what it's saying, you know, it's so that it can have that clarity piece because a lot of multi-passionates a lot of times are missing the clarity piece. So what exactly are the, the great eight categories that you filter into your week? 
Yeah, I, I'm going to answer that, but I want to add to what you were just saying with this light, because it brought something so visual to my mind and it's, it's absolutely accurate. So if you think about yourself as this radiant light and you, or even just let's think about it like a flashlight and you put, you take a flash card and you take a hole puncher and you punch, I don't know, say 10 little holes in it and you put it in front of the flashlight. Now you have these little teeny tiny beams of light that are coming out from the other side of those holes and they're going in a bunch of different directions versus if you take that card and you punch just one big huge hole of it in it and you put it in front of the flashlight now you just have one beam of light and so whenever I teach moms to time block their day you're going to switch out this card that has one major big huge hole in it in front of this light which is you and you're just going to focus through that one big major hole and then when you're done with that you're going to put your other card in and so you can still be multi-passionate about things but you need to learn to take all of that passion that you have for one thing and put it into this one area where you're focusing and then switch your brain and put it into the other space instead of constantly trying to bring all of these little parts of you and shine through all of them at the same time. I love that. And it's taking away this glamorization that we do with multitasking because we almost pride ourselves on it. Like, oh, I can multitask. And yes, I do listen to podcasts while I do like meaningless things like, you know, the dishes or something like that. <laughs> but there is this element which you teach on as well, like being present and mindful. And if you're playing with your kids, that you're playing with your kids. If you are working, that you are working. And so it's definitely something that I am working on and that I think a lot of moms really need to do. And one of the strategies that you just taught on in the mastermind I was in is that really you, we don't even always know how much time we need versus how much time, you know, time we have. And I thought that that was like mind blowing because it's like, if you actually, if I actually stopped and like thought about how much time I need for all of these tasks, the chances are I'm not giving myself enough time. And that's why I think I have to fit it into the pockets of all these, the day. And so it's almost giving a reason like to why I, not, I maybe need to wake up before the kids instead of just like, arbitrarily someone telling me that, you know? And so for someone that right. might need, you know, someone like, give me the thinking behind this first, you know, I think that that's super powerful for, because they know then how long something takes them. And that's maybe a good reason for, for why they maybe need to like, like you're not going to have enough time to do all this if you keep those apps on your phone on the weekends, or if you binge watch that show. Um, although I still do that. I need to work on that. So. <laughs> hey, but, I, have a, I have a good reality flick now and then too, but hey, yeah, my know, choices are, are <laughs> Well, now we can put it in the buckets, right? We can put it into the, the grade eight. So yeah. Um, so my, to answer your question about the grade eight, which yeah. again is my self-care system. And it's, it's so that your self-care, taking care of yourself is sustainable and it's not something that is reactionary, it's proactive. So I wanna make that very, very clear. And there are eight things, my husband coined this, when we had first gotten married and I had a newborn and we had a blended family with my daughter that we have um, sh some shared parenting time with. She's here most more time than she's gone, but we were trying to figure out how to be a family and Blaine and I had been single with very successful careers and <laughs> our world had been turned upside down. And so I was like, something's got to give. We sat down, we figured out what isn't working right now in our life. What is working right now? And every week we would do this. What went south, like way far south this week? What caused that argument? What caused that meltdown? 
what caused dudes to go inward and not want to talk for five hours? You know, like what were these, these issues that we were having? Why did I snap at the kids? What came before that? What made that a problem? Okay. Now let's look at this day where everything was amazing and I felt happy and you felt comfortable and just all these different things. And we came up with the great eight. These are the things that we do every single week. And we know that if we do them every single week, we minimize almost to like nil all of the issues that we were having in our marriage and in our parenting. So one of them is date night. We have a date night with each other every single week, and that does not have to be grandiose. It just simply means that we're prioritizing very intentional time with one another. Um, then we have a block every week of two hours of cleaning our house. So that's the only time that we clean our house and you would be amazed at how much you can get done in two hours. Then we have another one that is personal time. So he gets time by himself alone and I get time by myself alone. And because we've mapped out all of our tasks that we have to complete in our business, we know how much time that needs to be. And we get that on the calendar. Then we also have uh, physical exercise. It used to be the gym, but um, I'm currently working out from home. There is a meal prep um, task on here and that includes planning our meals, going to the grocery store and prepping the food for the week. And that happens on Saturdays most of the time. Then we also have another fundamental need of to-dos. So I put a two hour block on the calendar every single week. Sometimes that gets split up into two one hour blocks where we focus on the to-do list for our house and for our family, like make dentist appointments or go to Home Depot and get light bulbs and all these other things. Or um, my husband is obsessive about the backyard. So that's almost always in his to-do block that week. Like he'll want to go outside and do something. What is or with I'll... the guys and grass? I don't I even know. understand. He's so prideful. <laughs> he loves his grass. <laughs> it happens uh, here too. They're all uh, about the grass and I just I know, don't, so I don't understand. But <laughs> So that, and then we have a family fund. So we block out a specific Either it's on the weekend or maybe it's one evening where we're just unplugged from our phones and uh, we spend time together as a family. And then the last one is our Sunday sit down, which is where Blaine and I go over our calendar for the week and we plan out what we're doing in our business and we plan out what we're doing in our home. He has a business himself too. He's also a firefighter. So we have a lot of moving pieces in our house and this is the way that we make sure that we aren't forgetting any one fundamental or core pillar of who we are. Well, and I think one thing that's really important is that if you don't have these time blocked, which I'd love for you to talk to us about when you do that and how to go about it. But what happens is, is that you don't know when something's happening. So then you um, will end up trying to do all everything at once. I feel like that's when you multitask. I almost think back to when I was in college I remember there wasn't literally, there was no time because I tried to, you know, make it fewer days <laughs> to where there was no time for me to eat. So um, I remember like my classes were back to back and then I had to go and work. I worked at a daycare and then I had to go back to class. And so I found that like I would snack almost all day, just like grab this here or grab that there. But <laughs> so I really ate all day, but I don't know that I ate like you know, something quality, like a real meal, like at all the whole day. Cause it was, I didn't have that blocked out. And so right. same thing with here. It's almost like you think that you, you know, you don't know when you're going to do something. So you end up doing this for five minutes and this for five minutes and this for five minutes. So it's just not the quality, you know, 
Yeah. Um, and you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know when I'm going to clean my house. So I need to hurry up and clean. And then you only end up getting 20 minutes because you're in the middle of that. And you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I needed to do this errand. So, well, great. Well, now we need to leave because then this afternoon we have this thing to do. And it's just constant in your brain. Like it's just, it's constant in your brain <laughs> and it's, it's insanity really. Like it's craziness and it's stressful. And I, I know that when you set up specific time blocks, which we can talk about that right now, if you want. Yeah. So do you do that in the Sunday sit down or do you do that during your work time or? So what I always recommend for people that are just starting out is just a five block system for your entire week. This works for most people, although everybody's lives are different, right? And so that's what I work with with moms um, in private coaching is to help them really sit down and dial in what their blocks are going to be like throughout the day. But the general one that you can start with is an AM block. And that is your where you do your morning routine. That's before your kids get up. So sorry, I said your AM. It's your morning routine block. Then it's your AM block when, when your kids are awake. And that is when you are focusing on them and you're not doing any work in that time. Then in the middle of the day, your midday block, that's when you would have your kids an independent play or they're napping, depending on how old they are. They're doing something independently. Then you have your PM block, which again, this is when you're focused on dinner, some family time, baths, getting them in their, in their bedroom, having some quality time with them, reading a book, whatever that kind of bedtime routine is for your family. And then you move into your last block of your day, which is your nighttime routine block. So again, you have your morning routine, your AM block, your midday block, your PM block, and your nighttime routine block. And three out of five of those blocks is alone time for you. And two of those blocks is with children. So I take my every single Sunday, that's pretty much what my day looks, every single day has those same blocks. If my eyes are open, I should be functioning in a specific block, okay? And on Sunday, we sit down and we say, okay, where is date night going to go this week? For some of you, you might always be able to do date night on Wednesday night. That's awesome for you guys. For us, we can't because Blaine's on a rotation. One week he works Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. The next week he might work. Saturday, Tuesday, I mean, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, right? He's always on a rotation. So we're constantly having to look at our calendar and figure out, well, when's date night this week? Um, when should we do our to-dos this week? Because I'm coaching on Thursday and, and you have a meeting on Wednesday and you're working on Friday. So that's what we do on Sunday. We sit down and we figure out where our grade eight is going to live for the week. And then we also figure out when we're going to fit in our personal time. So yeah. You so just to slow down, the when is in the planner, which I did just go buy me a planner. I know I was just <laughs> complaining about that. I have all kinds <laughs> that I've started, but I'm going to finish this one. I'm going to go in okay. your Facebook community and I'll show you a picture whenever it comes because I realized I didn't have one that had the vertical um, layout. And so really you just want to get you a planner that has the vertical layout, do the pre-work because buying the planners are fun. So we'll want to do that, but then mm -hmm. we won't do the pre-work, which is, you know, putting in the this grade eight, you know, having a brain dump of what you need to do, kind of mm -hmm. going back to that, finding out how much time you need to have. And then one thing that's really important, I think, um, that you for sure said in your course was like asking for help, knowing like when you need help 
and then prioritizing sleep because I know already there's going to be someone out there that's listening that's like, <laughs> well, that's easy to say. She said that there's a couple blocks where she's alone, but my kid doesn't sleep. And so mm. it's almost like going back to basics and it's almost proof of like, these are the reasons why you need to, you know, prioritize sleep and figure that part out. Yeah. We prioritize sleep. Like it's the number one thing. It's the number one thing for my kids to be able to thrive. It's the number one thing for me to be able to thrive. And I can have so many people actually one of my best friends swears that not all kids are good sleepers. Well, I actually took a course <laughs> and I got coaching from a sleep training expert and I learned very differently. I taught my second kid sleep skills because I didn't do that with my first one. And it was a bloody nightmare. And I was trying to run a business at the same time. And I was a rack. I was a walking zombie. And, um, I just knew that if I was going to be successful at business and my marriage that I needed to be able to count on consistent sleep for not only me, but for my daughter. And since I did it from the get go, we didn't ever have any of those typical, um, baths of crying that people associate with, um, sleep training. So, you know, we've, we've just, the sleeping ebbs and flows, right? Everybody has days when they don't sleep as much. And sometimes our kids don't sleep as much and that's to be expected. That's totally fine. But we're talking about just the general, you know, how you have your schedule set up. And yeah, we, we all, my husband and I sleep eight, eight hours a night, eight to nine hours every single night. Um, we get to bed super, super early we don't mess around. It's like lights out. <laughs> Our kids know we don't mess around and they don't care, you know, because we spend intentional time with them and we're up super early and, um, yeah, sleep is important. But as far as the planner is concerned, the planner is where I always tell moms, all you're going to do in your planner is you're going to establish your blocks. That's all your planner is for. You can write a few things in your blocks, but until you've gotten to a point where you are functioning from the time your eyes are open until the time your eyes are closed, like I could tell you right now at any point in any day, what block I'm in. They're just, it's how I live my life now. And I know what I'm supposed to be doing in that block. Now, when I'm supposed to be somewhere, the time that I'm supposed to show up and all those details that goes in my Google calendar. And that I shared with my husband. He knows where I'm at every second of every day, even though he's gone 60 plus hours a week. Um, and that allows him to be able to support me when he's working. It allows him to be able to say, oh, hey, I know that you had to take pick up Bay from school today. How'd that go? Or you had this appointment today, or you had this event today. How'd that go? Or just different things like that. He And he's clued into what's happening at home whenever he's not here. So Definitely. I use the planner to be able to help me move through my blocks, but all the details of where I'm supposed to be like the specific time of them, that all goes in my Google calendar. And I think that's really important too, because I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't have the planner and this is me too. Um, because I need like an alarm to yell at me. And the thing is when I pick up my phone, that's whenever I end up going into the apps and just get going down a rabbit hole. But I love this idea of seeing almost like, here's um, basically what I'm doing and then switching it over to the times and everything like that being in the digital so that you can still get it to yell at you. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you don't miss meetings and that sort of thing, which I, I really, I really think that's genius. Um, another thing that you do that I think is really important for these, these times is that one, we have to stick to them because one time what I, what I noticed that I do is. I will get hyper-focused on something and I'm like so into it that I would 
like this could be anything could be a book it could be a new series on netflix it could be me doing a project or um even working on like a freebie or some sort of thing and i'll stay up super late so i'm missing out on the sleep but then i'm also like i'm neglecting the other things you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. getting out of whack and you use timers so that's probably a critical part i feel like that i feel like i'm not doing either so um i just wanted to throw that out that there in case uh anyone else is finding that they're you know personal time is going longer or you know they're whatever those blocks are that you i guess honor them which you can have some flexibility but i'm thinking that's a big part of knowing what's coming next even for your kids yeah, I think that that it just comes all back down to your your time blocks throughout the day. So I know that if I stay up late working on something, then I'm not going to get up in the morning. And so then tomorrow when I get up, I've just completely slept through my entire first block. And that first block is not something I want to get rid of. So I have a hard decision to make right now. I know what happens in my life when I get up and I do my morning routine. I know what happens when I don't. <laughs> so it's like, is it worth it for me to stay up really, really, really late? And sometimes the answer is yes, but most of the time the answer is no. I also know that if I don't honor that AM block where I'm with my kids and I'm filling up their love tanks, I'm giving them emotional and physical connection and I'm feeding them whole healthy foods and I'm taking the time to really pour into my kids that my midday block is going to be a hot mess. They're going to be in and out of my workspace. They're not going to sleep well. They're going to be bored. They're going to want my attention. And I'm going to end up either A, throwing sugar at them or B, throwing technology at them. And then I feel like a crappy mom and there goes the cycle. So it's just super important that you establish these time blocks and you revert back to them because they, they are your framework. It's what supports you and the life that you're trying to live. Well, and it will eliminate, or maybe not eliminate, but it will take away a lot of the mom guilt. Like you won't feel bad that you want to go have this personal time because you've built on the time with your husband and with your kids. And I know that someone's going to ask me probably. So let's go ahead. Was it taking care of babies for the sleep? It was. Because that's yeah. another thing I'm telling you. I like will zone in on something and then I'll see it everywhere because I would, I don't know how I found her because <laughs> out of four kids, the only kid that has ever been sleep trained or not slept in my bed um, was Thea. And I mean, she, we had her in the bassinet and her in my room till six months, but then a year ago, I was like, we're going to do this because <laughs> I wasn't getting sleep. And I know that that's the base of it. Because if I don't get sleep, then I eat bad. I don't want to work out. I don't want to, you know, like I'm cranky. Like I feel bad if I medusa mom on everybody. And I just feel like that is so important because it is really really important pillar of just health overall. So um, yeah, you guys can check out Taking Care of Babies on Instagram. She has great stories and highlights. I didn't actually do her course, but I did find um, all of her like tips and things on there, filling the tired tank and different things like that, which you kind of mentioned uh, like on there so that, so that you can just take away that excuse even. So um, all right, Chelsea, I feel like you gave us so much to work on, tangible tips for us to get started, but where can we find you? I know you have a Facebook group, you have a podcast, maybe you could tell us more about um, where exactly we can find out more of your awesomeness. Yeah, I, I have so many fun things going on right now, really, really exciting things, but the one place where you can get probably the most 
concrete, like tangible information for me is probably the podcast. So it's systemize your life. And I also am really trying to make sure that moms are getting the follow through that they need from all that they learn from the podcast over in my free membership community, which I host on Facebook. And it too is called systemize your life. So just look for that group on Facebook and you can find me there. I am, uh, yeah, I've got a course out and I have, um, one hour coaching available. And I also have some other coaching, longer coaching programs for six and 12 weeks. Um, and I currently have a wait list open for my upcoming course that is just amazing and awesome, which Angel, you got to be uh, privy to inside of your private mastermind group with Steph Gas. So um, yeah, just lots going on. And I would love to connect more with your listeners. Thanks for having me today. So glad that you're here. And just one more message for the moms out there. Just want to tell you that you are strong, you are capable, and you can do the hard stuff, even this, guys. <laughs> so wishing you joy and abundance, Angel. Now for the takeaways. All right, step one, do the pre-work. Take the time to reflect and figure out who you want to be and does everything that's on your plate actually honor that. Step two, the great eight. Personal time. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Seriously, though. Number two, physical exercise. Three, to do. So that's a two hour block where you're going to actually get the stuff done that is on that honey to do list forever. Um, number four, Sunday sit down. Number five, cleaning. Another two hour block. Number six, family fun. And number seven, date night. And number eight, meal prep. I feel like these are going to give you the basis to where you can know that you are serving your family, you're, you're honoring your need to probably do that, hit the gas pedal in your business, but you're also, it's going to make it a little more even, you know, I hate the word balance, so I will not use it, but it will make you more centered, I feel like overall. Number three, how much time do you need first? So figure out all these things that are kind of pulling at you. Time with your children, time cleaning, time, you know, all of these buckets. And I want you to figure out how much time you need for each one. And then I want you to figure out how much time you have. Now, if there is a discrepancy, you need to either get creative, ask for help, or take some things off your plate. Let's stop setting ourselves up to fail and let's try to rework this so that we can actually be successful in motherhood and in business. We all have different seasons in our motherhood and in our business and it's time to honor that. Step three, paper and digital planners. So Chelsea Joe actually says for you to have both and I think this is the piece that I've been missing. So I want you to start with a paper planner and that will be establishing your time blocks. You can start with a five block system, which is morning with no kids, AM, which is with your kids where you're present and filling their tire tank, midday, which is no kids, so that's nap time or getting creative. Some ways to get creative could be swapping with another mom, especially a work from home mom. I'm sure she would love to have a couple hours to herself too. I know for me, I've had to get creative and have the older kids watch Thea for an hour. And you'd be amazed at what I can get done in an hour when it's focus time. And then the next one would be PM, 
which would be with your kids. It's where you're not on your phone trying to sneak in work on Canva or emailing clients, but it is actually being present, sitting and having dinner together, playing games, doing bedtime, reading those books, and this will help you to take away mom guilt. And then nighttime, so that's no kids. So if there's seasons of your business that you need to kind of run or go, maybe you're trying to launch something, launch podcast, launch you know, a website or something, then you might have to take some time into here. But this could also be the time that you practice self-care, that you connect with your husband, that you have that personal time that you built in. You get to decide. This is about your control and figuring out what it is to best serve you. All right. Chelsea Joe also suggests a digital and the digital is going to tell you when you're going to be doing these time blocks. It's also going to be having where you put your all your appointments and that sort of thing. So nothing gets missed. You know that there's times for everything and that everything has kind of a function. All right. And then the next thing is, is that digital planner. I'm sorry, the paper planner. We want it to be vertical and that's going to give you a good overview of your time blocks. And then prioritize sleep. Yes, this is the one that is going to give you one of the main pillars of health. If you guys aren't connected with me over on social media, definitely go find me on angel.mcelhaney on Instagram. I have a highlight highlight um, on there that is about the pillars of health. Sleep is one of them. You need it. Your kids need it. It's time to prioritize sleep. And hopefully by doing all of this pre-work, you can kind of get that that push to be able to make you kind of instill some structure into your day and train to sleep. Um, I know that this could be a hot point for different people of how you want to parent and how you want to address sleep. I am not judging. This is actually my fourth kid and the only one that I have sleep trained, but it has been amazing. I can tell you that through my 19 years of having kids under five by the end of this, that this has been the most peaceful year because I know that she will actually sleep, that she'll sleep about 11 to 12 hours, and that I will have the time to kind of reboot for the next day. She wakes up happy and it's just been amazing. So I just want to kind of give you a little encouragement if you decide to do that. If not, I definitely want you to take a, t a minute to just reflect then, realize that you are in this season that might be a little hard, but that you can you have control. You get to decide what this motherhood looks like, what your business looks like, and ultimately I hope this helps you to feel empowered, to feel the control that is in you, to be able to tackle all that you need to do, and also have fun doing it. Um, anyway, I want to remind you guys that you are capable, you are strong, and you can do this. You can do the hard stuff, and I hope that you found value in these takeaways. If you did, take a screenshot of this episode, share it over in your stories on Instagram, come find us over in the Facebook group, Multi-Passionate Mompreneur, and let's connect. I feel like motherhood and mompreneurship, especially where we're all in this, we are juggling all the things. You need people. People help you to get through the hard spots. And so let's connect together. Let's build each other up and let's do this thing. All right, have a great day, guys. And I'll connect with you next week. Hey, mama, before you go, if you found value in today's podcast or you learned something new, stop over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing what you th are thinking of the show and also connecting with you over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at angel.mcelhaney or on Facebook. So check the show notes for that crazy last name. And until next time, I just want to remind you, you are capable, you are strong, and you can do the hard things. Wishing you joy and abundance, Angel.